Welcome back, BFFs. Before we get started, we're going to hear a word from our friends at a beautiful you medical spa. Heather and Susan, this is Lori Fisk from A Beautiful You Medical Spa. I am so excited to be here with you on your show. I am also excited to offer your audience a deluxe hydrofacial. This is like the most detailed car wash ever for your face. Um, It's a microderm, a peel, and a facial all in one. And we're going to give you a deluxe one to give away to one of your followers. Um, they average around 250 and they work on specific needs that you may have. Um, right now, you can buy three, get one free, or buy five, get two free. All of you have luck in winning this, and thanks again for letting me be part of the fun with all your BFFs. Bye-bye. Our guest today is Amy Howard. She's known as the First Lady of Paint Finishes. She's founder and CEO of Amy Howard at Home, which is a line of artisan quality refinishing products. I bet a lot of y'all have used her luscious chalk paint to refinish some furniture. But that's not all she does. She also has a maker's studio, which is a line of crafting products that also offers teaching and mentoring for entrepreneurs. And they also have a mission to help end human trafficking. Having said all of that, I cannot wait for everybody to hear from her. Amy, welcome to our podcast. And Heather is burning with curiosity, and I'm going to let her explain why. (laughs) So, Amy, do you believe in predestination? Because Susan and I, we're... (laughs) we are Presbyterians who strongly believe in predestination. I don't know how you feel about that. I believe God orchestrates everything. Yes. Yes. I believe he is all powerful and he is at work at all times. Yes. So yes. Well, I wanted, I wanted to start with that because my daughter heard you speak at your alma mater three years ago. And I want to tell you what she came home and said. She was so excited when she walked through the door and she said, you will never believe who I just met. And she told me that she met you. She heard you first. She heard you speak and you told your story about how you got started in the chalk paint business. And she said that she stayed after she was so inspired by everything that you said. She stayed after and had a conversation with you and your husband. She talked about how lovely you were. And when I asked her what you said, she said to me, you need to ask her yourself. I can't tell you the whole story. You need to ask her yourself. And I thought, how in the world am I ever going to have a conversation with Amy Howard? I mean, I have used your chalk paints. I've loved your chalk paints, but I did. I I thought, how am I going to have this conversation? Because at the time, Susan and I were not even podcasting. That was not even on our radar. And then she followed that with, you need to ask her to be your mentor. That's how impressed she was with you, Amy. So to, to go back and revisit that. And it's, it's really funny because we, we interviewed Sarah from Sincerely Sarah D. And she talked about how lovely you are and how much she appreciated you and your paints and you as a person 
And so your name has continuously come up. So that is why I contacted you. And so I can't wait. Now I can't wait to hear your story. So can you walk us through how you began with chalk paint, with this business? Um, And you know, that's because I have two businesses. I have a maker studio. And then I have Amy Howard at home. Okay. And that's the furniture line. Is that right? Amy Howard at home is the do-it-yourself furniture line. Okay. um, As far as furniture finishes. And a maker studio is more of a crafting line where you can make all kinds of projects where we say it's crafting a beautiful life. That was also God inspired. I mean, literally the Lord told me to do that. So of my life in the fact that I did, I grew up here in Memphis. I went to Briarcrest. Um, oh, I had always been creative. My mother had exposed me to everything. I took ballet lessons, art lessons, guitar lessons. It was more to expose me to everything. And what it did, it gave me an appreciation for a lot of things because my philosophy is your giftings and your passions are your purpose. So we've all been given certain gifts and passions. There are natural tendencies of where we lean. And so I believe that's all in, it's kind of like the body of Christ. I mean, we all have giftings and how we all come together to be able to be the hands and feet of Christ. And so mine has always been creativity. We have to be really careful because a lot of times to not, not because they mean to, but parents, a lot of times don't encourage kids that are creative to be creative. They try to turn them into doing things like you'd be a great attorney. You'd be a great doctor. You've got to, you've got to make a decision to where you can really take care of your family. And it should be more about what are your natural giftings that God's given you? And it's our responsibility as parents to help you discover those and to develop those because that's what the Lord has made you to be. So I feel like you're speaking directly to me. (laughs) I feel like, I feel like the Lord is speaking through you directly to me because I have, I'm a physician. My husband's a physician. You know, we come, our families are, are not, creative types on either side but three of my four children are artists like they draw they write that's what they've always wanted to do and I'm so torn now they're college age and I'm so torn between encouraging them to pursue that versus something that they're going to be able to feed their family with. And I do, I find myself saying, you'd be a great attorney. (laughs) So (laughs) encourage me to encourage them, please. (laughs) Just remember your giftings and your passions are your purpose. So what your giftings are is totally different than your children's. And you think about, look, look how I have used my creativity to work with a business. I'm right and left brain. So I went to school to be an attorney, but I'm right and left brain Okay. to, to use my creativity now to be able to help primarily women. It's my demographic 
to help women to be able to build a business, to be able to have the disciplines necessary to do it, to be able to, whether they're gals that have, that are influencers or whatever. I mean, whatever it is that, you know, that they're doing, just speak into them because I'm, I love mentoring. But so to, to just to kind of regroup and go back. I mean, I had, I'd gone to Briarcrest. I was very creative. My mother had exposed me to all those things. And, you know, you go through college, you go through, I, I think about all the time that I wasted, but, and then I, I got married. I was, I had two little girls. I'd been married about seven and a half, eight years. And my husband got testicular cancer and it just turned our world upside down. And so um, we were living in Chicago. He was with American Airlines. We moved back to Memphis. Actually, we was pregnant. Take that back. I was pregnant with our second child. And when she was little, 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 little bitty, my husband decided that he didn't want to be married anymore. And so as you can imagine, my life had been, I'd been creative. I had, you know, done little piddly things. My focus was on my family. My focus was on my girls. My focus was on my husband and my home and decorating it and, and it being perfect. And when he left, I, I said to myself, I've always been someone's daughter. I've always been someone's wife. And I've always been someone's mother. Who am I? Ooh. I've got to discover why I'm here. And so I went back to school. I remember my dad asked me, he said, you need to be a professor. You need to teach school. That way you can be home in the summers with your children. And I said, I don't want to be a teacher. But I thought just to appease him, and so he, where he would help me financially, I went back to school and I studied art history. I studied fine arts. And I felt like here I was with two small children. I was working 30 hours a week. I was taking 18 hours in school and sleeping about three hours a night. And my world, I was still seeing people going to church, the whole nine yards and there was a part of me that was dying inside because I was so overwhelmed. But then there was a part that was also, it was like a rebirth because I knew I was exactly where the Lord wanted me to be. And so being creative, I, I remember I, there was an, um, in the journalism department, there was a class that I was taking and the uh, National Civil Rights Museum was opening. And there was a contest and it was for a $500 reward or award. And I said, I need that money. And so I entered that contest and I designed a poster for the opening and the logo and everything for the National Civil Rights Museum. And it won. And I got an Addy. It was a national Addy. And I was supposed to go to the Peabody to accept my award. And they said, there's a luncheon and there's, it's kind of a big deal. And you're going to be given the award and you're going to get an Addy and you're going to get the money and all that stuff. And do you want to invite some people? And so I remember inviting my parents. I said, would you like to come? I'm going to get this award. And 
They were like, sure. So they came and I remember my dad leaning over to my mother and saying, do you think it's possible for her to do something creative and make a living at it? And I really felt that that was a sweet gift from the Lord. It was his way of saying, kiddo, you're going the right direction. Just keep on going. And so about, I'd probably been single two years and, you know, God has made women to have a desire and to need a helpmate. Life is hard. And so I had been very faithful in church. I continued going. It was a very difficult time. I was actually asked to leave my Sunday school department, which was young married. They told me I wasn't married anymore. So I needed to leave. And so um, my life as I'd known it had just crumbled. And so oddly enough, the woman's Sunday school class that I was in that I admired so much, her son later went through a divorce and she came up to me 10 years later and apologized for telling me to leave. She said, I was so wrong. And I think how many times, how us as believers, how we judge people and how we understand people's past and we don't understand where they are. And we have got to, we've really got to be saying, you know, Lord, how can you use me? This world is not about gaining things and buying things and owning things. We have one mission, and that is to bring others to Christ. And I believe wholeheartedly that our businesses are to be our ministry, period. It is not about profits. We always should put people over profits. Always, always, always. So um, anyway, I continued on. Um, I met Gene. I met him in Sunday school in the singles department. We went on a canoe trip. We fell in love. We were married six months later. He is the love of my life. He's a soul winner. He runs this business with me. He is my um, strength, my support. And God was so faithful in restoring my family and bringing me a man that adored me and has for 30 years. And so, um, I remember him asking me, if you could do anything, what would you do? And I said, I would make, I would want to make furniture. And he said, what else would you like to do? And I said, why? And he said, I've toted furniture my entire life. And because his dad had Haven Furniture, um, he was the chairman of the deacons. He had brought Dr. Adrian Rogers to Bellevue. And oh, wow. <laughs> even though Gene went to FIT, <laughs> Gene went to FIT, was an engineer, um, has an engineer mind um, and was had a degree in aeronautics space. He's like a rocket scientist. He was like, let's do this together. Let's build a business together. And so we did. So we, um, we started buying furniture and flipping it and painting it. And um, we grew fairly large, fairly quick, but it, we worked very hard every day. And we, um, I was the lead designer and um, made for, for F. Schumacher for 18 years. We had 23 showrooms across the country with Amy Howard Collection. 
So I was traveling quite extensively to all of our showrooms. We had over 400 salespeople. We were shipping furniture all over the world. Pretty much any celebrity I could have told you, we made furniture for them. And one day um, I got a call from uh, a designer in Arkansas and her client was um, wanting to, to, had collected my furniture and wanted to commission me. She was moving into the state department. It was so funny. I said, who is your client? And she said, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> and I said, oh, wow, really? And she said, yes. Matter of fact, they collect your pieces. And I was like, they collect them? And she was like, oh yeah, they're major fans. And I was like, well, this is really unusual. So I remember calling my dad and I said, dad, you're not going to believe this. I just hung up the phone with Hillary Clinton's designer and she's commissioning me to do a piece for her office in the state department. And there was this long pause and I said, dad, are you there? And he said, yeah, honey, um, that's great. But be sure and call me up when the bushes want some and he hung up the phone. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> and I said, you just don't get it. <laughs> Put political. And so, um, there again, it was just, you know, whatever you do, do it with excellence. And I thought they could have anything they wanted in the world and they chose my furniture. So we continued to make furniture. We employed a lot of people. We, um, but the economy started to change and as we all know, we were coming home and watching the news and it was like, are the banks going to close? Or, you know, people aren't buying $15,000 bids. Um, and I was going around and asking people, where do you buy your furniture? And they would say, oh, well, we go to estate sales. Oh, I go to a garage sale. Or, oh, I, you know, I go to antique malls. And I thought, okay. There's what's called a blue ocean strategy. And you have to understand what your hedgehog is in Good to Great. It's a great book, great business book on what can you be better than anybody else, but also what is your hedgehog? What are your giftings? My giftings were, was finishes. It really wasn't furniture. It wasn't manufacturing furniture. There's a lot of companies that could have made furniture faster and better and, than me. My finishes was my differentiator. So I thought if I took the processes that I had developed for over 20 years, if I put them in a bottle and I patented them and I taught people, my natural gifting was a teacher. So that's why my dad told me to be a professor. So I remember, so we started, we started making them and, um, I worked with packaging. I was putting, putting patents together. I was doing creating processes. And I remember telling my dad, we were getting ready to go meet some friends at Blackberry Farm. And I told my dad, I was like, I've been working on this and I'm going to take this to market. And he said, that's a dumb idea. I said, why? He said, you're going to teach everybody your secrets. You're going to teach them what you've developed all these years and you're you're not going to have a competitive edge anymore. And he said, that's a really dumb idea. And so I was like, what have I done? Like, I know he loves me. I know, you know, so 
but we really felt like that was what we were supposed to do in developing these products. And so we said, we're not going to worry about it. Let's set that aside. Let's go on out of town. Let's have a good weekend, good time this weekend. And so, and we'll pray about it and um, just see really what the Lord is telling us if it's different. And so we get a call, um, a text, excuse me, from our pastor, Chris Conley, on the way driving to Blackberry Farm. And he said um, in the text, I need you to call me after the service today. It was on a Sunday. And he said, I need you to call me after the service. I need to tell you something. But before you do, I want you to read Exodus 35, 30 through 35. So I pull open the Bible app and it was, matter of fact, hold on. Okay. I want to read it to you. So it was um, Bezalel and Aholiab. Then Moses said to the Israelites, see the Lord has chosen Bezalel, son of Uriah, and son of Hur at the tribe of Judah. And he has filled them with the spirit of God, with wisdom, with all understanding, with knowledge, and with all kinds of skills. To make artistic designs for work in gold and silver and bronze, and to cut and set stones, to work in wood, and to engage in all kinds of artistic crafts. And he has given them both, him and Aholiab, the son of Ishmael, the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach others. Wow. So, <laughs> that brought I'm, ball I'm bawling. And I'm going, Jean, why is Chris texting us this? So we're like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. That was the longest two hours for him to get out of service to be able to call us. And so we get on the phone and we're like, why did you text us this? And he said, last night, we didn't know him very well. And he said, last night, I had a dream that I had gone into your studio, that you had walked me all around your studio and you'd taken me through there and you showed me these products. And he said, it was very clear that God told me to tell you this verse and that, to, that you were to have God ideas, not good ideas. Wow. And he said, I went back to sleep and I had the same identical dream all over again. I woke up and said, okay, God, I get it. I'm supposed to call the Howards and tell them this. And I said, Chris, we just developed these products that we're going to be teaching people and everything. And my dad had said it was a bad idea. And he said, I just need to come to the studio and we need to pray about this. And so he came to the studio, he walked through and we're like, we're like walking. It was, I can't tell you how. We're all excited, but nervous, but here I'm going, my pastor's coming to my work. You know, I, I didn't know him that well. And it was like, clean up, you know, you want to look really good and spiritual, that kind of stuff. And so we hold up the product and we're showing it to him. And I said, our tagline is rescue, restore, redecorate. And Gene goes, huh, you know, that's so funny. That's the gospel. God rescues, God restores, and God redecorates. And Chris said, you know what? I want you to do a video of your life. And we're going to call it Rescue, Restore, Redecorate. So take an old piece of furniture and restore it and tell your story. Oh, wow. And so if you 
go to Vimeo, you need to watch that video after this because it's all how it happened in sequence. Chris wound up doing a three-week sermon series on it, and he played the video each week, how God rescues and restores. So not too long after that, I was sitting on a Saturday afternoon, and I turned, I was clicking through the channels, and I, I came across on PBS, it was the Gaithers. I'm a closet Gaither person. I love a little bit of that. And I stopped it really quickly, and I just, I was all by myself. And I remember sitting in there and I was, I literally raised my arms in the air and I was just praising God. And I was just having this conversation with him. And very clearly, he said, I want you to call Ace Hardware. I'm like, God, what would I call Ace Hardware? I've never been in Ace Hardware. Why in the world would I call Ace Hardware? And he was like, I want you to call Ace Hardware. So I was like, okay, whatever, I will. I will. So I had my assistant call Ace Hardware on Monday morning. And it went through to the head of the paint department. And he said, I want you to fly to Chicago. I want to see you. And make a long story short, I knew, God put it in my heart. I knew that we were going to Ace Hardware. But every time I went, it was, he, I remember the second time I flew there, he said, I just, I need you to sit down. I need to tell you something. The president of the paint department is pretty powerful. And she loves bare paint. She's like, we don't need Amy Howard. We can make our own paint. We don't, we don't need her. And he said, you're right, we don't. But we want her. And she goes, no, we don't. I, we'll just make it. So he said, I can't push this to national because she's in the way. I said, Santo, I'm not worried about it. If it's God's will, it's God's bill. I'm not going to worry about it. So... He calls me, and we just continue to pray over it. He calls me two and a half months later. Amy, you're not going to believe this. She's, she was fired. She's no longer there. Can you fly back to Chicago? I said, yes, I can. So I flew back to Chicago. We started talking to the marketing team. He said, we want to invite you to come to the convention. We're going to do a launch. I said, okay, I'm having my quiet time. It was on a Thursday morning. I'm going through experiencing God. And the Lord very clearly said to me, You're, I want you to go to this convention and I want you to go find the CEO of ACE. And I want you to tell him that this is an answer to his prayer, not yours. I said, please don't ask me to do that. This will be my first time. I'm the new kid on the block. I've never been there. This is a whole new line. Please don't go ask me to go find the CEO and tell him this. He's going to think I'm a total fruit loop. And so I came to the office. I told everybody, I was like, this was telling me, and I know they're probably all thinking we work for a fruit loop. So I said, Jane, every time, every day I'd pray. I'm like, Lord, maybe this isn't the Lord telling me this. Maybe this really isn't God. Maybe this just is me. Maybe this is just like, no. I went, I said, no, he's telling me. So every day, it was, we were there for three days. We were covered up with people. I didn't go, I didn't pee all day. Literally, <laughs> I would go in and I could not leave. I didn't eat. I didn't drink. I didn't pee. None of it. None of it. Couldn't go to the bathroom. Nothing. 
the last day and I would wear my Amy Howard apron, Gina and I was like, I've got to go to the bathroom. Today's the day. We're going to the bathroom. And so we held hands. I said, I have to go find Miss. I have to go find John Manheimson. He's real tall. So sure enough, there he was. He was on the show floor. I went up to him and I said, um, we had to stand in line. There were two people and I was standing there and I was I said, Mr. Van Heysen, hi, my name is Amy Howard. And this is my husband, Gene. And we're here for the very first time. Thank you so much for letting us come. We're just loving this. It's a great convention. Um, So uh, we have a paint line and we are teaching people how to rescue and restore furniture. And we use the story of basically how um, it's rescue, restore, redecorate and how um, uh, God rescues us and how he restores us. And um, I'm supposed to tell you because I had a quiet time on Thursday and I'm going through experiencing God and I'm supposed to tell you this is the answer to your prayer, not mine. And I'm really sorry if I'm coming across bold, but um, I'm just trying to like really trying to be obedient. And that's exactly what the Lord told me to do. So, um, hmm. <laughs> and then I just stood there and he said, Amy, I'm not a crier. I'm not emotional. I'm not physical. He said, I am um, I'm from a Dutch family that's very stoic. But he said, I do need to tell you that I almost it's harder to become a pastor at Willow Creek Church. <laughs> wow. So maybe the Lord's telling me you're using products at Ace that are ministry minded. I said, well, I told him about our pastor making the video. And he said, here's my card. Would you send me that video? Just about two months after that meeting, they took our product line national. They called me up and they said, we want you to go on national television. We're going to spend $3 million on an ad campaign. We want you to do a national commercial. They've never done it before. They've never sent any vendor on national television. They sent us a purchase order for over $5 million to launch the line into 2000 stores. And after I went on the morning show with um, Fox News in New York, he emailed me and he said, good job, kiddo. You made us very proud. This is just the beginning. And I told the kids at school, I said, what if, what if I hadn't acted on what the Lord was telling me? I would have ever experienced what he had for me. So many of us try to second guess God. We try to think, we we try to have our plans and we, we think we're being spiritual by asking him to bless our plans. And it should be about where is God working and join him there? Where is his moving? Join him. He doesn't need us. That should be a light bulb moment. He doesn't need us to come up with something. 
He owns it all. It's all his. But he will use us. Why he would want to use a bunch of broken humans in his work, but he does. So when we learn to surrender, when we learn to have a heart to where we want to hear what he has to say, he, he always will reveal after the act of obedience. So many of us want the roadmap and then we want to follow the roadmap. And then we want, we think we're being, you know, it's like, uh, 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 God says, I'm going to tell you, go just like with the disciples. He said, pick up your stuff and come. The disciples weren't going, okay, so God, where are we going first? We're going to do this or this or this kind of give me a game plan. And then it's like, mm -mm. Mm -hmm. he always reveals after the act of obedience. So I had to, when I look at every point in my life, when I was really felt the leading of the Holy Spirit to tell me to go do something, I had to be willing, not knowing what the outcome was going to be. I had to be willing to obey, but I can tell you this, that God is faithful mm. all the time. <laughs> He's a promise keeper. He's a way maker all the time. So we don't have to come up with things. I do, I do say as an entrepreneur, and as someone that has more ideas on a daily basis, I have a funnel and it is, is it a God idea or is it a good idea? That's the mesh. That's, that's what separates it. If it's a God idea, it will allow me to stay focused on what it is the Lord wants me to do that is going to have the most kingdom benefit without exhausting me. Hmm. You know, I didn't share with the group. Uh, well, that's a whole other story, but anyway. Um, so that's kind of it. There's so much more there, but that's what your daughter heard. Wow. I can't even talk. <laughs> no, it's, it's so amazing. I mean, it just... Um, it just reminds, it reminds us that um, God's always with us, even in the darkest times that, you know, like Heather and I talk about, sometimes you have to pivot, you know, you have to be open to where God's leading you. And sometimes that's making a new plan. You know, he's got a different idea for us. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm speechless. <laughs> wow. My mind, Amy, is it keeps going back to the day that she came home and said, you have to hear this yourself. You have to hear it. I mean, I just, I'm just kind of blown away by this whole thing. I really am. Just the fact that that's been three years, Amy. I mean, that's just, I'm just blown. And she refused to tell me anything. She, ref I mean, absolutely refused to tell me anything. So it, it was, it was meant to be for us to have this discussion. 
I believe today. this is God's plan today. Yes. For us to have this discussion, if you had had our discussion, if you had overheard our discussion this morning, my discussion with Susan on the phone, even you would understand how God ordained this conversation was. So thank you so much. I can't thank you enough. Can you Susan? No, I mean, <laughs> you, yeah, I mean, it, you have spoken words really of comfort, inspiration, um, just helped us to know we're heading in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's something that I've been praying through and working on over the last few months is the fact that I really do believe God wants me to mentor women to be able to have businesses that honor him that are about equipping them to be able to know how to be able to edit and focus, how to, you know, branding, their marketing. There's so much there that is so, so important, but that we have a voice and how to encourage other women. So many women. I, I, when he told me to start a Bible study, with a lot of the women that I influence that are basically customers. I have almost 700 women in a Bible study, virtual. Wow. I mean, they're hungry. They're hungry. And, but we also, we need to get busy. Mm -hmm. We need to get busy with things that matter. Mm -hmm. Yes. We think we are going to live. We all think we're going to live to be 80 or 90. We're not. We don't know how long we've got. I mean, I'm a cancer survivor. I, I, I am like, you wake up every day, like, how can I get as much accomplished today as possible while still having my balance wheel of, you know, rest and exercise and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, there is, there's a real need for us to that have been called to have businesses to be able to help other women and mentor them. So I'm excited. I mean, you, you're right. I, it's providential and it's all good. So I would really recommend listening to the rescue, watching the rescue, restore, redecorate video, and then getting, just getting quiet and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Heather, Heather and Susan, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. Thank you for giving me a platform to share my story. My, my hope and my desire is that other women will hear this. And, you know, I pray that they go through um, Henry Blackaby's study, Experiencing God, and that they would really truly start experiencing God in and through their life. And to know that we all have a calling. Remember, your giftings and your passions are your purpose. And let's get busy. We got work yes. to do. Let's yes, do let's it. get busy. Let's do it. Thank you, Amy. <laughs> Thank you so much, Amy. Started by two moms trying to simplify their lives, Oh Great delivers homemade frozen meals right to your front door in the Memphis area. Simply select your family's favorite entree, breakfast, and dessert, and we'll deliver it, and you can enjoy a night of no cooking. Visit us at www.oh-grate.com. That's www.oh-great.com.